Welcome to the exercise pres prescription edition of the mini lecture podcast. Um, today I'm going to help you through the exercise prescription lab, tell you everything that you need to know and the order you need to know it. Uh, leading up to this module, you have gained the skills to do the use the ACSM screening algorithm. You can evaluate flexibility needs, you can evaluate cardiovascular fitness needs, and you can prescribe an appropriate warm-up and cool-down that includes a flex, a flex, appropriate flexibility exercises. So now it's time to put all of this together to write a, an exercise prescription to help your client achieve You're their goal and the ACSN screening algorithm to determine the appropriate starting intensity of the exercise. Uh, you're going to uh, write a warm-up and a cool-down to help your client prepare for activity and address weaknesses and flexibility. And then you're going to prescribe activity for the client that they find doable, enjoyable, and of appropriate intensity. You can apply the the Fit VP principles from the book for healthy adults as specified by the ACSM. If your client is someone other than a healthy, healthy adult, such as a child, someone who is overweight or obese, use the guidelines either in chapter 19 or 20, depending on your edition of the book. Uh, uh, use the guidelines for the uh, specified uh, special population that you're working with. The first thing I really want to talk to you about is the rating of perceived exertion or the Borg RPE. This is the rating of perceived exertion where you evaluate yourself for how hard you're working. It goes from um, on a scale of 6 to 20, where 6 is like I'm sitting around doing nothing and 20 is like I'm, I could not possibly work harder. Uh, the good thing about the Borg is that it, so it's supposed to correlate directly with the heart rate. So an RPE of 6 correlates with a heart rate of 60. An RPE of one of 12 correlates with a heart rate of 120. An RPE of 18 correlates with a heart rate of 180. Uh, a big limitation with this correlation, though, is that it was probably um, created based on a specific subset of the population. So you probably have to play with it depending on who you're working with. Um, to you know, so you might think that a a 16 correlates with a 160, but for the person you're working with, a 16 is actually correlating with a 170. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, the way that you would use the RPE, this Borg RPE, is you would use a spreadsheet from lab two to calculate the target heart ranges, uh, heart rate ranges that you're looking for. And then you would divide that number by 10, right? Because then you would get the heart rate range might be 150 to 160. So that would correlate to a heart, uh, to a, um, RPE theoretically of 15 to 16. Um, I don't think that I've talked to you yet about manipulating exercise intensity, but uh, you can play with things like speed, which would be miles per hour, revolutions per minute, watts on a bike, so power, the resistance on a machine or the grade. So I'm just going to run through these real quick. On a treadmill, when you increase the speed, you increase the grade, you increase the intensity. On a bike, when you increase, increase the revolutions per minute, when you increase the resistance, you increase the intensity. On an elliptical, when you increase the speed, when you increase the, when I say speed, like the speed the person is going, um, because that's obviously a self-propelled machine. So on the elliptical, you could also include, increase the resistance. And on some of the ellipticals, you can also increase the incline, um, and those would increase intensity. Uh, so just think of different ways that you can manipulate uh, cardiovascular equipment in addition to manipulating exercise that you might perform outside. So uh, jogging is more intense than walking. 
running is more intense than jogging, sprinting is the most intense, um, or maybe even sprinting uphill is more intense. So think about how you can use your surroundings to increase the, um, increase the intensity of the physical activity that you're prescribing. Uh, moving on to steady state exercise. This is really a great uh, modality to use for people who are interested in losing weight. <clears throat> That's a good modality for people who have just started exercising or just want to move. And it's a good modality for people who are training for cardiovascular endurance. Um, I know that I posted a video for you to watch on HIT where uh, there, I think they were knocking on, I'm not sure if they were knocking on steady state or not. But the fact of the matter is that people can just not work at a high intensity for long periods of time. So if somebody's goal is ultimately to lose a ton of weight, the only way to do that is to burn calories. And the way you burn calories is by doing lots of physical activity. If you're prescribing HIT for somebody and they're only doing 10 or 20 minutes of work, that's not going to be enough for them to burn the calories they need to lose the weight that they're looking to lose. They just need to get on a machine and grind. Um, so the starting intensity of the, uh, the steady state exercise, obviously you're going to determine that through application of the ACSM screening algorithm. That's going to tell you whether or not they need uh, medical clearance, and if they don't, at what intensity they can begin working with you. So that would be light, moderate, vigorous, depending on what their level, current level of physical activity is. Um, for people who are unfit, people who are obese, a good starting intensity for steady state would be 55 to 65% of the heart rate max. If somebody meets the guidelines, so they're exercising five days a week at a moderate intensity, you can prescribe 65 to 75% of the heart rate max. If this is a fit person, somebody who exceeds the guidelines, you can try prescribing 75 to 85% of the heart rate max. And if somebody's like an elite or endurance athlete, you can try prescribing above 85%. There's something called the talk test, which is where you're, uh, you're working hard, but not so hard that you can't maintain a conversation. That is the, um, that is the intensity that you want your client working at for steady state. Uh, the, the bottom line is that I can, make, I can give you these recommendations and I can give you these guidelines, but everybody's individual and everybody's going to respond differently to exercise. So you just need to experiment with these different intensities, these heart rate ranges, and, and find out what works for your client. With regard to the time um, for an unfit or an obese person, you might prescribe 20 to 30 minutes to start um, in five to 10 minute bouts. They might not be able to complete the 20 to 30 minutes um, straight through. So this might be um, 20 to 30 minutes of um, accumulated moderate intensity exercise, not straight inten moderate intensity exercise. You can prescribe longer for people who are fitter. Um, it really depends on their goal. So obviously, if you're prescribing steady state, really, you're prescribing mostly for people who are looking to lose weight or improve their endurance. So um, that will dictate the amount of time. Um, if people want to lose weight, they just got to burn calories. So they're going to be doing grinding for 50, 60 minutes probably to get those calories burned. Uh, with regard to type, you can, you have, you're going to have to think about different things like what is my client capable of? Do I need to prescribe low-impact activities such as walking or biking? Or can I prescribe high-impact activities such as running, jumping, um, things that put more pressure on the joints? Um, am I going to prescribe a partial body exercise such as running or, am I going, or walking? Or am I going to prescribe a full body exercise such as rowing, elliptical, something that gets uh, swimming, something that gets the entire body moving, not just segments of the body? And this is really going to depend greatly on access to equipment. Um, it's going to depend on your client's skills, abilities, needs, all that kind of stuff. 
Moving on to hit and mitt. Uh, for hit, that's high intensity interval training. We're talking 85 to 90% plus of uh, uh, heart rate max for short bouts for a total of 20 minutes maximum of exercise. So if you were to translate this to RPE, this would be 19 to 20 on an RPE. Moderate intensity interval exercise or MIT or moderate intensity interval training is the same, but it's at a lower intensity. So you would do it for uh, 20 minutes with intervals, depending on the fitness level of the person, somewhere between 75 to 85% of the heart rate max or to 16 to 18 RPE. Um, another option you could do with NIT is to go for uh, a, lo a longer bouts because it's not as intense, so you are able to do it for longer, or you could do it with active recovery. When you're prescribing HIT, you're usually working so hard that you it's difficult to do active recovery. Active recovery is something like activity to allow your heart rate to come down. Usually when you're doing HIT, you're working so hard that you actually need that time to rest and recover before your next bout of activity. Um, some, some modalities, I guess, that you could use to prescribe HIT and MIT um, include EMOM, which is every minute on the minute. Um, so that might be like 20, 20 seconds of work on the minute and then followed by 40 seconds of rest. You could do Tabata style, which is um, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. You could do Fartlek style, which is like a, a student told me last semester about the Nike training app, which is where it tells you to run, when it tells you to walk, sprint, it tells you the intensity. Um, so you could use like a, a track, um, kind of like a, a sprint the straights and walk the curves or something like that. Um, in terms of type, the exercise needs to be appropriate. It needs to increase the heart rate appropriately. So a good example of a hit exercise would be burpees uh, because burpees is a full body exercise that gets your heart rate up. A bad example of a, of a, a hit exercise would be a push-up because it's, uh, you're moving your arms, it's not really spiking your heart rate. So it needs to be something that jacks up the heart rate in a short period of time. Burpees, air squat jumps, um, lunge jumps, running or high, higher, faster, sprinting, something like that. You can use weights to help you achieve an increase in heart rate. So things like kettlebell swings, um, uh, weighted squats, um, whatever is going to jack up the heart rate. Or you could use no equipment at all with the, with the, um, the suggestions I just made. Uh, a caveat about the HIT, once you finish it, you, you, the person might be tired. You want to get them get engaged in a cool down immediately in order to get that blood going back from the periphery to the organs. Um, just so that, you know, you don't have any fainting or anything like that. So good luck with your exercise prescription. As usual, I hope this was helpful.